Hey, real quick, a quick word of thanks to today's sponsor, Vertex Innovations, before we get started. For over 17 years, Vertex has been building the nation's wireless and broadband networks. Providing project management, network engineering, and construction oversight are just some of the ways Vertex helps their clients. So if you're looking for more of a partner to help you with your wireless network designs, construction, implementation, or operations, reach out to Vertex. You can find them at vertex-us.com. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-U-S.com. Welcome to the 5G Guys Podcast, the premier resource for industry insiders and newcomers alike to explore anything and everything wireless telecommunication. We discuss, explain, and explore all things wireless technology. So let's dive right in. Welcome your host, Dan McVaugh and Wayne Smith. Welcome back to another episode of the 5G Guys. I'm Wayne Smith and joined by my co-host, Dan McVaugh. Hey, Wayne. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. Welcome back to another episode of the 5G Guys. Today, we have a guest, Marty Moran from Plum, Plum Laboratories. Plum Laboratories is a cool technology company that offers a lot of new and innovative, unique solutions for keeping people connected. Marty, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Start us off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and Plum Laboratories. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, Wayne. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit about Plum Laboratories. Plum was actually founded in 2016. And my wife, Asha, and I bought it in 2020 from the founder and his wife. And it's a little bit of an interesting story. Lee Williams, who's the founder of Plum Laboratories, he was actually volunteering at a local sheriff's office, just helping them out in Roberson County, which is outside of a small rural county outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And it was interesting. One night, the sheriff came back and said, Lee, we, we have a problem. There are certain places throughout the community where we have no connectivity, and it's actually dangerous. We can't communicate with each other or back to the, to the main office. And Lee was a little bit of a mad scientist. He had an RF background. He loved to tinker and build things. And um, he started to think about it, and he said, I might be able to help you. And he literally went back after that night started to look at wireless routers, antenna systems, different cases. And, and literally after about 45 prototypes, the Plum case was born. And he did all this in his garage and he brought it to the sheriff and said, hey, let's try this throughout the community. And he knew he had something when they could go anywhere in the county and have connectivity. And it's interesting. So the Plum case it's really, it's a high-speed, portable network in a box. That's, that's how you can think about it. And it runs off the cellular networks. So we grab cell signal from cell towers that are much further away, and we push it out through traditional Wi-Fi. And, and Lee, just he was doing that as a hobby, quite honestly. And it was interesting because one of, all of a sudden, another sheriff in a neighboring County found out about it. County in Alabama found out about it. And they started, hey, Lee, can we get one of these? And, and, and what was funny, FEMA found out about it. And they reached out to Lee and said, Lee, can I get can I get 20 of these from you? And he said, sure, I'm, I'm doing this out of my garage. They came back a couple weeks later and said, actually, we need 50. And this was during the Hurricanes 2016 timeframe. And Lee said, OK, I can do that. And they came back a little bit later and said, actually, you know what? We need 100. And Lee said, okay, time out. I'm doing this out of my garage. I might need to hire some people. So literally, that's what Plum Labs grew out of. And it's, it's kind of taken off from there. Wow, what an amazing, uh, amazing story. So, so tell us 
tell us more about you said it basically is a network in a box yeah. that uses a cellular network and rebroadcasts over Wi-Fi. So effectively, it's a cellular to Wi-Fi gateway. It is. It is. And, and what's nice, so one of the things that Lee did is after he invented this was he's actually uh, applied for patents on the product. So we have over 10 patents right now on the Plum case. And, and really, there, there's a couple things that, that really um, differentiate what we do compared to just a traditional router. But our patented antenna array, as I mentioned earlier, it allows us to reach out to a cell tower that's much further away. So there could be a scenario where you're in a very rural area like Roberson County in Tennessee. The cell towers might not be great. can bring that signal in and then push it out even further with traditional Wi-Fi. I, I think the placement of our antennas, the antennas we use, and we marry that with a cradle point router, and cradle points are pretty, they're, they're one of the best mobile routers out there. We marry those three things together. That's part of what differentiates the Plum case. Wow, so Marty, it sounds like, I mean, it's like in, in the terms of DAS or in some of the other cellular applications, it's like a BDA in a sense. You're you're going to a sector on an existing macro cell site using that signal. And because what kind of capacity, I guess, is with the Plum case? I mean, is it just a single user type capacity, multi-user, or how does that work? Yeah, no, that's a great question, Wayne. So uh, we have a number of uh, seven, eight different products. And actually... At the, the lower end, our plum cases have up, can connect up to 30 devices. At the upper end, they can connect actually up to 100 devices. And then our, our kind of our top end product is what we call the SAT3, the satellite case. So it leverages both cellular and satellite in that case. So what, what satellite networks are those using when they're using satellite? And do they have the intelligence to go back and forth or you manually select what you want to use? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. We actually, um, we use the Iridium satellite network right now with the SAT unit. And, and as we were doing product development, that was one of the exact things that we thought it'd be great if it just automatically failed over from cellular to satellite. But as we talked with customers and we, we try to get customer input as part of our product development process, what they said was, you know, that does sound great, but satellite is so expensive compared to cellular. They didn't want to accidentally fail over and not realize that they were working on a satellite network. And then all of a sudden they've got a huge data bill. So uh, it, it is a manual switchover right now on purpose on that. Got it. So who, who are your customers today? I mean, we know... The history, it started off with basically public safety in very rural parts of, of the country. Is that still the case? Has it expanded? Where are you finding the most traction? Yeah, so we are big in federal government, big in state and local government, also very, very big. We have energy customers. We have healthcare customers. We have quite a few media and entertainment customers. And just to uh, give you a few examples, so FEMA has over 300 plum cases the VA, the Veterans Administration, has over 300 plum cases. They have a plum case in, in every VA across the country, at least one. The Coast Guard has 100 plus plum cases. The White House has over 100 plum cases. And, and anywhere they travel in the world, they actually, the, whether it's the President, Vice President, Secretary of State, they actually have 10 plum cases as part of their backup communications network. And they will place them throughout the community. So they'll actually go to the 
they'll get the SIM card of the strongest carrier in that part of the world, put it into the plum case, and then there might be one at the day one, day one dinner, day two luncheon, but they'll spread those throughout the community as backup communications when they're traveling. Yeah, that's really amazing. I mean, great penetration too. So speaking of FEMA, they're probably down in Florida right now using the service since yeah. that hurricane is pretty devastating down there. Huh? Yeah, it is. In fact, I think a plum case has probably been at every hurricane since 2016. We actually do quite a bit out in the wildfires. We were working with a, a prospect yesterday who happens to be on the fault line in California. And, and their comment was, it's not if it'll happen, the bigger, it's when it'll happen. And they're looking at, at the plum case for disaster recovery purposes. And, and one thing that, that might be helpful is when we, we think about four different use cases, if we could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So we talk about, we think about disaster preparedness as a use case. And really, hopefully, it's disaster preparedness and not disaster recovery. You know, unfortunately, we got quite a few calls after Hurricane Ian with people who were trying to respond because they didn't have any connectivity. You know, I mentioned the Coast Guard. They, they leveraged the plum cases in hurricane situations. I mentioned FEMA and the VA. A lot of the state EMAs. It was interesting. Two years ago, after one of the hurricanes in New Orleans, I got a call on a Sunday. Happened to pick up the sales line on a Sunday afternoon because someone was calling in. And it was actually the state fire marshal of Louisiana who said, you know, I'm I'm I need four of your plum cases. And I said, great, we'd love to help you. Let's take a step back so I can understand. And he, he explained, unfortunately, we just got hit by the hurricane and we have no connectivity. My, his Verizon representative was actually working with him, trying to help. And his Verizon representative was the only one who had connectivity. And he had that through a plum case. So the fire marshal of Louisiana called up and said, hey, I need four of these tomorrow. So we were able to ship them out the next day to him. I called him up a year later knowing that another hurricane had hit the same spot. He, I just, hey, how are things going? He said, well, you know, it's, it's been pretty rough, but fortunately this time I do have connectivity. So I, I've been making phone, I've, I've connected my phone to the plum case and I'm making phone calls out and I'm able to access the internet for data purposes too. So we, you know, we, we think about that from a disaster preparedness point of view. It's interesting. There was a so it was probably 2016, there was a big train wreck in the state of South Carolina, and they could not get, they didn't have strong cell signal, and they actually couldn't get cows cell on wheels out to the site because it was so remote. So they took the plum case, multiple plum cases, out to that train wreck and were able to provide connectivity for everyone out there. Just it was a rural site, but it's, it's, it's a mobile situation. So disaster preparedness is the first use case we think about. The second one is business continuity. And, and what's interesting, so we look at that from a couple different ways, but we have had three healthcare clients, three hospitals. We don't actually know the names of those three, but it's been shared with us. One in South Carolina, one in Tennessee, and one in Kentucky who have been hit by ransomware. And they actually were able to run some of their mission critical systems for a couple of weeks at a time off the plum case while they were working through this and getting things back up. So from a business continuity point of view, that's important. A lot of our healthcare clients, well, what some of them are doing, you can actually connect your wide area network to the plum case. And we, through the Crater Point router, we can sense when the network, the wide area network goes down, we can look whether it's 30 seconds, minute, you know, every so often. If we sense that's down, the plum case can automatically kick in and be your, it provides your internet 
backbone then for everyone working off that wide area network. So that's a business continuity point of view. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just jumping in real quick. I think it's it's maybe for our listeners. So the pump case allows the users to use their existing devices with your case, correct? Yes. And, you know, and you're more or less connecting to it. So yours, your point is like a mini base station, if you would. It is. That you set in. Yeah, it really is. So. Yeah, as I mentioned, we can connect 30 to 100 devices. You can use any of your devices, whether it be your phone or your laptop. It is a mini base station. Our our Plum Enterprise, which was one of our top-end models, you can almost look at that as a, they'll use that in a mini disaster recovery situation out in a remote area or even in a crowded urban area. But yeah, it is truly like a mini base station. You know, and it's uh, that business continuity point of view. We have a client, Weeks Marine, who owned a fleet of tugboats, and they used to have cradle point routers, just cradle point routers on all of those tugs. And they would get a certain point out into the ocean and no longer have connectivity. They have retrofitted all of the tugboats with plumb cases. And actually, um, they can get 5, 10, 15, 20 miles out into the ocean now and still have connectivity from a business continuity point of view. They've also purchased a plumb satellite case when they uh, travel across the ocean in those scenarios. Wayne, back to your point, we have an energy company out in California who will sometimes, to be proactive, they need to shut down communities, shut down power in communities to help avoid fires from spreading. And what they'll do is they'll bring, bring the plumb case there and they'll actually set that up and allow the community members to come in, contact their loved ones via phone or internet, leveraging the plumb case. So it's so does a, a user, if you think of it similar to like your your DSL cable broadband router at your house, I can use that for voice service on my phone by using Wi-Fi calling, yep. right? Yep. Basically, is that the same the way that the voice is enabled by the plum case? It is. It is. Yeah. So all of our cases allow Wi-Fi calling. You can actually um, connect IP phones directly into the plum case too. So there's a second option. And then on our SAT case, you can use uh, traditional phone lines, the, the POTS lines. So it's POTS internet and Wi-Fi calling on our SAT case. And this is a case, literally. It's like a, it's a suitcase. It's, that's what kind of portability we're talking about. It's sitting in like a Pelican case or some sort of hardened suitcase, right? It is, exactly. All of our plum cases come with a, a Pelican case. They're, they're part of a Pelican case, yeah. Power source, how does that work? We do, and that's so we just introduced what we call the uh, Plum Proprietary Power Bank, and it's the Plum Power Bank, and it is our proprietary power bank. We we were using traditional batteries prior, and, and one of the things is we got feedback from customers. They wanted batteries that uh, were scalable with some of their uses. They wanted batteries that lasted longer, and then also they're looking for the lightest battery that could provide the longest longest time frame in a portable situation. So we work for about 18 months with engineers and we've just introduced the uh, proprietary plumb power bank into all of our cases, started shipping that in July 1st. Yeah, so with our patented antenna array, the proprietary power bank, our patented plumb cases, it's really differentiated with both of those. What's, what's nice with that battery in our plumb explorer, which is our entry level two modem case, we've actually gone up to 72 hours with four batteries in there without a, without a charge. And in an emergency situation, that can be very valuable. Yeah. I mean, 
Wow. I mean, that, that was my question too. How long does the power last? And I think in that kind of situation, you need a good bat, you know, battery backup in order to do it. So if you were out there in the field, do you, how, how, how do you charge the case? Is that something that's, you know, once, once you run it out, does it need to be plugged into regular, you know, electrical? It's a, it's a, that's a good question, Wayne. So we do have traditional charging cord, the traditional 110. We can also charge via car charger and a solar panel. So for example, in Puerto Rico, in some of the hurricanes in 2017, they would leverage the solar panel during the day to charge the plumb case, and then at night it would run off the battery. So we, we, we do leverage solar power also where we can. I think what's what's great about having you on as a guest, Marty, is is just you know it's opening opening our eyes and, and hopefully listeners' eyes to the fact that there's some amazing technology companies like yourselves out there that most of us don't know exist that have some really innovative ideas that are leveraging these you know amazing networks. We we all think that if I've got a problem. If I don't have connectivity, I have to call T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon for help. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is these amazing networks aren't always as amazing as we want them to be. And there's, but they've enabled technology advancements like yourselves, like Plummet Laboratories, to really do some really cool and innovative things that would have never happened from those carriers by themselves. And and just to pull back the, you know, the the screen and see that there's companies like yourselves out there that are innovating and doing these these cool things that are driven by market demand, right? As yeah. you said, they were driven by a sheriff that had an idea and came to somebody and and next thing you know, here we are with just a really cool solution and and to, to help create, you know, safety for for people in areas when when they can't get connectivity. Yeah, we we, we definitely uh, we do try that. What we, we look, I mean, Verizon, T-Mobile, AT and T. U.S. Cellular, that we, we do have great carrier networks throughout the country, there, there's no doubt, but you can only have so much coverage. So what, what we look at is we, we actually help enhance those networks, and, and we have some great partnerships. I mean, Verizon does a wonderful job of, of introducing us to some of their customers, and what they do is they think of it as, hey, I'm bringing a solution to one of my, uh, my, one of my customers where you know, that particular customer may not have the, the cell coverage that they'd like, but with the Plum case, they actually um, can leverage that Verizon network because we might be able to reach a little bit further away to pull in that cell signal. And that's, that's really that, that antenna array that we've developed really helps leverage that carrier network. Yeah, I think that leads me to a question, you know. So how do you guys keep up with the technology? So, you know, we're the 5G guys. It's on the horizon you know, how do you think that's going to play into your device? You know, there's also, you know, the talk of a lot of the 3G old networks are going away at the end of this calendar year. Do you guys see that? I mean, how does that go into your planning and what do you guys see on the horizon for 5G and things like that? Sure. And, well, we've been partnered with CradlePoint since inception. And, and so we do a lot of, we're leveraging CradlePoint's routers and, and most of our cases are 5G ready right now. And, and we've recently just introduced what's called 5G embedded. So the, 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 both the, the router and the modem have uh, embedded 5G within it. And uh, so we continue to look at that. What's nice is our cases work just great on 3G and 4G. So there is no issue. You know, we've had people ask us, well, wait, if this case is 5G, is it going to, I don't have 5G. 5G is nowhere near going to be coming to my community soon. Will it work? And it works just fine on 3G networks and 4G networks. Yeah, so 
we are continuing to to look at at 5G and and what's going on there. You know, we're still a ways away from from big penetration. There's 5G in certain areas of the country, some of the big cities. But um, when you start to talk about the the, the upper end of the spectrum, the ultra wideband, which really what what the challenge becomes there is you need lots of micro cells because while it's fast, it doesn't penetrate very far. But we're continuing to look at that and keep up on that as, as we are on the satellite side, too. There's obviously been a lot changing on the sat side of things in the past few years. So we're continuing to keep our eyes on that. And really what we try to do is make sure we're gathering feedback and input from the customers when we think about product development. And that's important. On your proprietary antenna technology, whether it's using a cellular terrestrial network or a satellite network, is that is that an external antenna set that the user is directionalizing, aiming at the signal source? Is it integrated into the case? What's that look like? Yeah, no, that's a great question. The, um, the On the cellular side, it's integrated right into the case. So it's on the top of the case. So what's nice is you can literally push a button on our plum case, wait for five to seven seconds. It turns on, wait a minute or two for the router to, to come up, and, and you have to do nothing else. You can just connect to it. But we have integrated that antenna right into the case. On the satellite side of things, we actually have the Thales satellite in there. So that is not our proprietary antenna array, but we've integrated that into the case also. And what's nice, that that's probably one of the best mobile satellites out there. So when you're actually moving, you, you know, you're not having to point with, with some of the other satellites you do. So with the Thales, you don't, and you don't have to with the, the cellular either. And are you, are you starting to see penetration into the consumer markets with, with your products, or is it still pretty much on the enterprise, public safety, you know, government customer base? Yeah, we're, from an outbound point of view, we're focusing on what we call the commercial side of things, and that, that does include public sector, there's private sector as well as some nonprofit. We're not focused on the consumer side. We will get calls from it, from consumers every so often. Hey, I'm on my ranch. I'd like to, you know, I, I don't have any connectivity. I'd like to you know, talk to you about the plum case. People on yachts, the same type of thing. But we're really not focused on the consumer side of things. But you'll sell to them when they call? We will. Yeah, we will. We won't. We will sell. They do I believe with some of the carriers, they have to actually have a a business ID set up to actually get carrier servers. But you know, those are things that they can work through. Yeah. And 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 to that point, it's an agnostic device. So once I've got it, basically, I just have to put a SIM card from whichever carrier I want to use into that into that cradle point modem in the box. That's the correct. And, and most of our products with the exception of our entry level the basic they are dual modem so every product you can put two sim cards in and then everything the explorer and above is uh you have two two modems so you can actually put put a sim card in each you know an at&t or and a verizon or a t-mobile and a verizon and what's nice is it can look at both of those at the same time which one's stronger and and, and leverage that that signal that's better. So that, that redundancy is really important in our minds, as well as in the customer's minds. I mean, you know, there were scenarios, just from a real-world scenario, The uh, unfortunately, the Nashville Christmas bombing a couple years ago, one of our customers was, was involved in that. There were quite a few federal agencies who only had AT&T service at that point of view, and AT&T went down in the southeast. Fortunately, our customer was leveraging in the Plum case both AT&T and Verizon, so... 
they were able to have connectivity at that site. You know, there, there have been times when one carrier's down and one is up, and that redundancy in a disaster situation or a critical situation is really important. Yeah, definitely for sure. So, you know, you mentioned all the main carriers and such. Uh, do you guys see things on the horizon for the first net network since it's, you know, first responder? Or, you know, you're more or less going to stick to the main carriers, you know, just on the public side? Yeah, so uh, since 2020, all of our cases have been first net capable. So everything is FirstNet capable. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And then Verizon also has their FirstNet comparison, the, the Verizon, their front line. So uh, we work great with both of those. Yeah. For listeners that don't know, FirstNet is a, uh, after after 9-11, really, when 9-11 happened, basically the cell networks in Manhattan and New York City were down, completely down. Nobody could use them, including Many of our first responders relied on those networks. And so post 9-11, the federal administration put an initiative forward to to fund and create a private, at the time, 4G LTE network for first responders dedicated to first responders so that if an event like that happened, when first responders' cell phones were needed, they would be able to have access to the network not susceptible to being brought down by an overwhelming hit on the network from consumers. And so that's where FirstNet was born. So there's been a FirstNet network. I'm trying to remember when they launched. It was maybe 2015 or so. I might have that date wrong, but but that's what FirstNet is. And so a lot of first responder networks, when they're carrying a cell phone, they're using FirstNet or Verizon's equivalent first responder dedicated network. And it's it's a pretty cool technology that gives the first responders access to the same, you know, high speed data, low latency data networks that that we watch our cat videos on, but making sure they can have access and they, when they have to fight a fire or deal with a disaster. Right? Yeah. So, well, this is awesome, Marty. Really appreciate the introduction to, to what you guys are doing. I think the use case is a very important one. It highlights the importance of, you know, I'm, I'm making fun of cat videos versus uh, important uses of these networks, but it, it highlights the importance of these networks from a, a public safety first responder perspective. And, and it helps us all kind of realize that these networks are, are an important part of, of our society beyond and beyond what we use them for to, to keep up with social media and post videos of concerts. So um, thanks for your time. Thanks for the introduction to, to Plum Cases. Tell us how people can find you guys and connect with you guys if they have a need and have a an interest in, in your solutions. Yeah, no, that's great. So they can find us at www.plumcases.com and that's P-L-U-M cases. Dot com, And that's the easiest way to connect with us. We'd love to be able to talk with anyone and, and your users if they have any questions. Yeah, Marty, thanks again. I think it's uh, to Dan's point. It's really you know refreshing to meet a company that's doing things that help society out. And you know we've been talking a lot about being the fourth utility. This definitely is all the use cases you support, energy, public safety, all of those things all support that wireless as being a utility. So thank you for, you know, exposing us to Plum Plum Case, Plum Laboratories, and keep up the good work. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Talk soon. Thanks for everyone joining. As always, connect with us at 5Gguys.com on your social media channels and listen wherever you find your podcasts. And until next time, talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the 5G Guys. For more resources and to connect with Dan and Wayne, check out their website at 5gguys.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that follow button and share this episode with your friends and family.